Welcome to the Run Amok Podcast. I need to address something with you guys before we jump into everything else. We were talking pre-pod. We've got a big dispute with with Kale. We're going to be bringing up, and we're going to have a little court case for the salmon today. Um, we're going to have a lot of NBA talk, a very interesting episode of Bachelor. However, there's a phenomenon going on with our Instagram that I think needs to be addressed <laughs> because I'm very confused i'm frustrated in, in some respects and i need a little bit of answers okay rush hour carson you <laughs> you love it you love the movie right great movie chris tucker one chris, of my all-time favorites awesome. yeah. amazing movie. rush hour too also great phenomenal <laughs> also phenomenal <laughs> honestly arguably better than the first sure many yeah. people would make that argument what i wouldn't argue is that it's the most important cultural <laughs> installation to ever grace cinema which is apparently what everybody on the internet thinks every time i post something of chris tucker <laughs> I think it's more so Chris Tucker, but I know yeah. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan definitely gets the likes too. He, Jackie Chan brings in yeah. big numbers as well. <laughs> Every time. I just, I try to put out interesting stuff on a daily basis, try to put out a wide variety. It doesn't fucking matter. All the people want is Rush Hour slash Rush Hour 2 content. That's all <laughs> they want. And so I thought this must be, because I, I've done maybe five posts. And each of them do well over a thousand likes. Every single one. It it I can't explain it. And so I thought, okay, there must be huge, huge rush hour fan pages on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I was only able to find one single page, and it has 83 followers. So what I'm wondering <laughs> is whether it might be time for a drastic to rebrand it. Yeah. Might be, might be time to rebrand. Might be time to to just give up on everything we've been building authentically, and just lean into Chris Tucker too. But how do you guys? How do you guys feel about that? <laughs> I think it's I mean, wild. I think you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. all on board. What? All right. Well, that being said, I'd like to welcome everyone to episode three of the Run Amok Podcast and episode one of the Chris Tucker recap podcast where we recap sure. everything chris everything Tucker's life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it all started on a stormy day in north carolina 1942 when a young chris tucker was born to amelia tucker what are you making that fit this is i'm reading 19, off his biography 1942 all right welcome to the podcast <laughs> Behave or run around in a wild, unruly, Shout out, shout out to Alan Iverson, my, my, my main man. All right, guys, it's been a fun week, an interesting week. Last week, we touched on a new series that I jumped into, Bridgerton, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Made it through one episode. It was very confusing. It was a lot of characters. Then I started episode two. None of those characters were involved <laughs> whatsoever. Again, they didn't show up. And so 
I kind of I kind of fell off. I got to be honest. Like we didn't see sure. Slappy the dog. I don't think yeah, more than well, I don't know. Yeah. Barely saw him at all. So I decided I'm gonna j- get off this. And then, but I saw, but I saw a new uh-huh. season of Outlander premiered, really? mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. And so I thought, you know what? Let's jump into. I've heard great things about it. So have let's I. jump into the series and see what it's all about. So again. I only have gotten the chance to watch one episode, but I I actually really I liked it more than Bridgerton. They're two very different shows. Um, sure. but I wanted to since I, you guys haven't seen it. Do you guys mind if I yeah, just kind of it. run yeah. through what happened in the first episode? <laughs> yeah, I don't mind yet, but I'm sure I will by the end of it. <laughs> no, it was really I, I'm gonna, no. So this is a real okay. So Claire Randall is the uh, the main protagonist in the story. Now she's a nurse in Northern Scotland. And and this is all real. You can look this up on a Wikipedia. She she gets transported. The whole series basically is her being transported back in time to yes. 1889. And so she's mm-hmm. transported to 1889, where she disguises herself as a nurse from the period. She's trying to lay low. She's trying to not show that she's traveled back in time. But everything changes. And guys, if you for any history buffs out there, 1889, you may know what might be coming everything changes when she's working in a hospital in northern scotland when a tiny baby with an even tinier mustache gets born (laughs) into the hospital and claire is forced to make the decision that we've all wrestled with would you kill baby hitler and so she has to make this and and so what follows, it's actually, it's a really gripping moral dilemma where Claire, a former, she's a former mild-mannered nurse, is pre- pre- preparing to potentially kill a mustachioed infant. Now, in, in through, Scotland. In, in Scotland, and that's explained, no, okay, so you think, why this doesn't make sense, it's, it's Adolf sure. Hitler, why would baby Hitler be born in northern Scotland? This isn't a plot hole, they thought, so... We come to learn these sort of mysterious circumstances that brought little Adolf to Scotland. His parents, um, Carson, you, uh, you, you're a historian yourself, uh, mm. Louise and Clara, I believe, <laughs> were their names, and uh, they wanted him. They wanted him. I don't. This is this is history. You should be oh, yeah, instead of laughing. Maybe you guys could write this down. What um, were the names of his parents? Louise and Clara. Um, and <laughs> why and the Clara. two female names? Well, that a lot of people think that maybe was part of what triggered him. Um, is because he got uh, he got made fun of all the time because his father had such a uh, a feminine, feminine name, name, very feminine name. But yeah. they brought him to Scotland. They wanted him to become a humble sheep farmer, and they thought really in the future they want him to be far away from any potential art schools that may one day trigger him because if any if we know anything about scotland there's they haven't yet today still even have yet to discover art so it's just it's just sheep and and haggis and so ultimately right and we're getting towards the end of episode one claire claire does kill baby hitler in a very uh disturbing scene it's and but but we don't know what antics she will get up to next. So that is the end of episode one. She's killed baby Hitler. She's yeah. in 1889. She doesn't even know how to get home. We we can't even address that yet until we figure out the consequences of, of killing baby Hitler. So very, so mm, if it sounds I were to, to me rate like it, uh, the series has climaxed a little bit, uh, episode one. 
Well, I mean, those were my thoughts. I, yeah. I mean, where do we go from here, Outlander? <laughs> and I'm no, I'm not one to critique the Outlander writers, but I just think they may have bitten off a more a little more than they could chew. Yeah. Uh, but I would give it a B. I'd give it a B. I think overall, does that entice you guys to to get in, start watching? I'm not fully nope. sold, but I might. You might. You might get me there. Let me know how episode two is. What and... I don't. What yeah. is it about the? What was it that didn't? catch your eye too about it i mean almost I it, every aspect of it just sounds terrible it's was um, it the name claire randall because i thought that was a bit it was a little bit i don't know a little boring you know what? vanilla well that name kind of drew, drew me in because i thought you know he's being authentic he's being real and then uh then we you know use scotland as the uh the setting for for baby hitler and you really lost me well, I, that's what I thought too. I thought they explained it yeah. pretty well in the plot. Well, I thought it made sense. Oh. Well, that I, just, I was literally reading off. Of You're blaming me. I'm reading directly from the the IMDb, the IMDb that they submitted. Um, so I mean, look, I've got five seasons to go. There's no <laughs> doubt where there's great. What? What? I've got five more seasons. I'm excited, and uh, I think I think it's going to be spectacular. Now, quick shout out. Uh, you'll notice a, a very uh, vibrantly colored beanie on my head. Now, uh, I'm just I'm trying to switch. I'm trying to get some more color on my dome because I really only had uh, black, black beanies, gray beanies. Uh, yarn, uh, yarn couture, I think, is the, it's a nice uh, black owned business in, in uh, Saskatchewan. You can look it up. Yarn couture. I've shouted them out before. Uh, they make awesome stuff and they're all they're all hand knitted. So each one. <laughs> great thing about that. Is they never fit quite the same, um, but <laughs> I mean I don't <laughs> like Levi's jeans. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they they don't market it like that, but yeah, they <laughs> yeah. maybe they sh- maybe they should because unfortunately I do have the same sized head day to day, so <laughs> it's, it's kind of t- tough to gauge. Which, that is unfortunate. Which, yeah. which hat should I wear? The one that fits on my <laughs> head today, I guess. <laughs> but they're awesome. All right, I got one more. I got one more little dilemma. Um, to run by you guys we've dealt with i think we've dealt with rush hour we've dealt with outlander last one i almost said a name um and i i did so you know last week when i was talking about the podcast and i said uh it doesn't matter if i say the guy's name because no one will know who it is yeah immediately can i say the guy's name no, please don't, because I forgot to. They can go back and listen. Do you what? Do you remember what it was? Chuck? No, it could stop. God damn it. <laughs> what are you doing? You just I, asked if I knew. I asked if you knew. It was a yes or no question. I didn't say, like, hey, Carson, do you think that you could, I, I don't know, like, run this red light and make it through? It's a yes or no question. I'm just not saying do it. I'd like to see you do it. Oh, God. And I know that I'm not going to care enough again to bleep it when i'm listening through i'm it's <laughs> chuck and you're like damn i missed the timestamp. do i want to go back five seconds yeah. and save this man's identity nah but uh <laughs> but so it hasn't come out yet i have not heard anything i forgot to inquire i should ask him if it's coming out but i'm not going to give out any names just because uh people are fucking crazy man and they're going to try their best to, to find people that we reference but this one so i've been lucky enough i guess lucky in quotes um that when i put out an article uh, I've been able to make a few internet friends in that realm, right? If I put out something on, on Joey Gaulish, maybe a few fans of uh, come aboard and they start to, uh, they start to, I don't know, follow me, chit chat. So I was going back and forth with this one dude 
he is, he's actually based in, in Portland. He does like sneaker stuff for Under Armour, whatever. Go, cool enough. Yeah, I get hit up all the fucking time about his new streetwear brand, and it's horrible. It's the it's <laughs> bad. It looks bad. It look it look. That's the crux of it. It looks, looks bad. bad. Um, and yeah. Every day talking about hey. It's coming out in a month. You ready to support? Hey, it's coming in three weeks. Hey, can't wait for your support, my man. Hey, awesome that you're going to support me. Where did I commit to this? Where did I commit <laughs> because to if buying? It looked, if it looked good, easy commit. Easy commit. Yeah. You'd hop on. Let the, the clothes do the talking, man. Yeah. Exactly. If I haven't been like, fuck yeah, can't, it looks awesome, can't wait to buy, then you just time to take a hint and move on. <laughs> That's like if you go on a date with someone and you're texting them five times, they don't get back to you. Maybe they don't want yeah. to go on a second date. Maybe you don't feel. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> let it go. Um, I don't know why, but you guys will probably know. I'm sure you know. I'm a textbook people pleaser. I like to talk shit on the podcast, but when I'm when I'm meeting some, I I want to please them. I want them to like me. I don't know how to get out of this scot free without like in my mind. If I tell him, I not able to that because I'm scared. <laughs> he seems I, like the type of guy to be like, show me the receipt. Oh, you ordered something? I think, you buy, I think you buy the cheapest thing there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's got to be some sort of trinket or accessory or something that's cheap and not just absolutely horrid that you can I buy. I forgot to look under the trinkets tab. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you're right. I'm sure there is. But it's almost the principle of it, dude. You know what I mean? Sure, like, but you're, I think you you hold true to your principles of being a people pleaser more than that. Yeah. Yes. And I, 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 but I'm saying that's unfortunate that I'll yeah, have to absolutely. do that. Yeah, I wish I could just be a guy and be like, hey, man, good luck. <laughs> not for me not interested yeah. i'll n- probably never meet you in my life you will never meet anyone that's important to me in my life this will ne- this relationship will never impact either of us yeah. i can live with you not liking me now you say that now david you never know i said i you're right you never know i could evolve uh in the future who knows but that so far that really evolving really doesn't seem like my mo if you <laughs> if you've watched the first quarter of my life <laughs> now are you guys so i have my i have notes for this caleb court case that i'm really looking forward to um just a, a, just because i think we gotta go, look kale he's not happy with us coop we, we talked about it off pod but we were only given the so we're talking about you can go listen to the last episode uh, where we talked about Caleb um, eating uh, eating salmon like a sociopath and I only well, that's the only evidence we have is what we were given. Correct? Well, that's exactly right. So it, it would be different, and I think I would admit fault if we were you know being slanderous. If we were making things sure. up that are not true, that's a different story. If we're doing it just for our own our own uh, cheap laughs. Yeah, our own jollies, right? Yeah, I'm not just trying to get my jollies off. If someone tells you something, a credible source tells you something, and then also proves it by showing you physical evidence, like show I you. I mean, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? It with would that? be irresponsible to not to not say anything. To not report it. on it, yeah. And then to not choose that clip to put on Instagram for everyone to see. It would have <laughs> yeah. been. It, it would have been. Yeah. It would have been, sh- been shortchanging Caleb's integrity uh, at that yes. point, right? So he is disputing all of it. Um. And we can't wait to address that on the NBA side. So if you don't normally listen to the NBA section of the podcast, I'd wait stick for around it. for at least that. I, I would stick around for that, and then you can hop off. But this may – he may kill he may me. Yeah. He was walked by my house yesterday and mm-hmm. sent me a video of him walking by my house. Yeah. 
felt very threatening i gotta say yeah. just be yeah. like hey bro just so you know i'm within walking distance dude yeah i saw him tinkering with my Fair tires on my car <laughs> so was he just like rotating him for don't you know. or don't know no way to know jeez yeah, he that's been. spooky stuff yeah i have, a very, I have a very different relationship with caleb he actually came over and changed my oil yesterday so. whoa yeah. damn yeah. wow that's awesome yeah. jeez he hasn't that's done that once for me uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm on. But then you know what? That's dangerous because we said that producer Gary was going to be the judge. Yeah, he's been buttering yeah. you. I've, I've brought you baked goods before. Don't you have, hey, you have, but you never, so, you've never opened my car, my car, uh, my my uh, my hood. You've never opened the hood. You never went under the hood. You've never done it. <laughs> no, no, you've I've never, never changed the tires. I've never been under the hood. Yeah. Unfortunately, I know yeah. how to open okay. the hood. He does. <laughs> he does okay cool we do have, we do have evidence of that maybe we'll make this the clip caleb no knows how to change oil on a car there you go beer is that enough of a, a handout for you he might be happy with that he might be oh my god um every time every time i tell anyone about uh my relationship with any of my friends they all pretty much say the same thing of like who basically who needs enemies with friends like you. I feel like just <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready to jump in to a little bit of batch talk, episode three of The Bachelor? Yes. Sir. Yeah, I can dig it. dig it all right i can also dig it let's talk about okay let's open it up first of all the foliage going off all episode Foliage <laughs> just having a moment right now it's incredible man i'm telling you like what else are you gonna you know, like showcase it has to be foliage yeah. every episode well it's 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 i would take this sit like how can this scenery get any better you have to show it For you sure. have to show it and i think you, you almost have to like I, it's probably not uh, practical after the pandemic but you almost yeah. gotta stay at this place yeah like, at this least place is- so nice at least put it up on like the bachelor like just do a live stream on on their website of the foliage after the season's <laughs> over maybe just stick around just so i could i could hop on and just if i don't know if Kelby gets really mad at me on camera one day i just gotta hop on and cool down and just cool down yeah, yeah. but so it, that the great way to kick off the episode now i'll say this before we jump in the producers are masterful. I am their little puppet that they play with. My emotions are just <laughs> little little puppets that they make dance all the time. Because look, we hate Victoria. Then we love Victoria. Supposed to like her, and then <laughs> yeah. she goes too far, and, and you start to fucking hate her again. I'm going flip. And Sarah, I'm call. I'm saying she should start an ab factory. I said last episode <laughs> she should start an ab factory, which is a compliment. Maybe a little bit uh, creepy, but whatever. Um. I, I was I liked her that first date, and now you go into hating her, and then you go into feeling bad for her, then you go into not liking her again. I I am such a sucker for reality TV. I I go whatever <laughs> way they want me to. Were you guys feeling the same way? Yeah, to a T, exactly. For sure, I actually had to catch myself uh, probably like halfway or three quarters of the way through the the pod. I was like, kind of on Victoria's side right now. Like everything she's saying. <laughs> You know what? This one, this one made me think about like exactly what you just said. How much the producers really play into it. We know they play such a huge role in swaying what everybody thinks and feels about certain yeah. uh, personalities on the show. But for example, when they're doing that uh, the group date, 
uh, and they're on stage. If Victoria's reading hers, that's very um, uh, colorful, to say the least. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The girls are laughing. They're all loving it. Like, they seem very, like, they seem very nice with Victoria, which makes me think that, you know, the drama that we see isn't really to the extent that it actually is in the house. And this is why we get paid the big bucks. So that is a fantastic, fantastic point, Coop. Yeah. That Thank The you. first thing I I said when I saw those laughs is, all right, s- something fishy is going on. Yeah. So, we're missing something. The drama is, is different than what we are seeing. And I said last episode, why are the girls not going to Matt and being like, no, it's not mary lynn it's not yeah. her it's victoria like this is, why are they not willing to step up exactly. for mary lynn mm-hmm. now victoria is annoying as fuck she's so yeah. annoying she's so annoying she's got a horrible personality is she evil is she the spawn of satan i i don't know it seems like she's probably not though because i have disliked a lot of people before right I've been annoyed or just not like people. And when we're in a group setting, I'm around someone who I don't like and they say a joke, I want them to bomb. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to make sure I don't laugh. I don't give them a pity laugh. No, no. And even if they were funny, I wouldn't be able to even like view them as a funny person if I dislike them. I can't, I couldn't laugh at them. It it wouldn't even like leak out. So I'm very, (laughs) very interested. Um, But Victoria does have a very, let's, let's open up the episode because she starts off blazing hot. Mary Lynn is barely out the fucking door and (laughs) Victoria turns and goes like basically, I hate Sarah. Sarah is the one. She just <laughs> pivots. <laughs> like she is ready to be incredibly bold PR strategy to go after the chick with the most heartfelt backstory. Yeah, and apparently the most chemistry with with uh, Matt at the time. Apparently, yeah. Um, but yeah, she goes for it. I guess it, it ended up aging well. She said. She claims that it's a fake faint. If if a, if it was a fake faint, I gotta say I do have no choice but to respect it. You're on reality TV. <laughs> you better if you're not playing the game, you're getting played. You better start fake fainting yourself. Um, Victoria also said she's above fake fainting. Are you? That seems <laughs> better than so. kind of right in your wheelhouse so far. Yeah. <laughs> that actually seems like it would be a masterful improvement to just <laughs> sit down and be quiet for, for for a couple minutes at least. But oh, sorry, do you have something you had something you want to jump into, Gary? Oh, I was just gonna say the first thing she said after the faint, she's like, "Come on, pull it together, like don't faint." Yeah, like, basically <laughs> calling her like like what the like what do you want I, her to do? Like, I love that Kayla was also like. And Kayla was the only honest one. She's like, look, I, I get that you fainted, but I am I just want to get my fucking result, whether I get a rose. Yeah. Can we just do the rose first and Can then go, just, to, yeah. go to Sarah? Yeah. Which that's how that's exactly how I would be feeling. Like, she fainted. She seems young and healthy. She'll probably live. Can we just leave a medic over there and keep this shit going? <laughs> yeah. But let's jump in to the first group date. Okay, so we see a little more from our girl, Anna, who we, we haven't seen a lot from. Um, and I do Christ. like the I do like the first few moments we get of her at the start of the date. She gives off very hot mom vibes. I don't know. She just seems um, wholesome. Um, like a, like she seems like someone trying to be a cool mom. Apparently, only twenty four. She's a year older than us. Does not 
seems she seems older, not in a bad way, but she only has two facial expressions. I've noticed it's <laughs> yeah. either um, Jack Nicholson's Joker or <laughs> or a, a very um, unpleasant grimace. That grimace. You, both both of those uh, facial expressions are definitely juiced up on caffeine. Yeah, both I'm not juiced up on. I'm caffeine. not letting like I'm not letting this go. Since day one, if that's one of your personality things that you're gonna you're gonna say that you are an ex caffeine addict or whatever it was she said, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry that with you the whole way through, baby. Like that's I, just what yeah. And with that big smile and that juiced up person, look, if she just had a pile, like I would love if we panned out one time and there was just a <laughs> pile of cocaine beside her and she was just grabbing it with her finger and rubbing it on her. Honestly, I was like, I would just when she was up on that stage, I was convinced that she would say say something along the lines of like. Oh, I just want a waterboard mat with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you are just so fixated on the coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, her intro me. was her saying, "Oh, I'm a little bit of a caffeine addict." No, no, I know two the... coffees, <laughs> two yeah, large yeah, coffees. No, just Carson has never been more interested <laughs> in a single facet of a woman than, than this caffeine. I mean, it's interest. basically her, I, I, her personality at this point. It like. definitely, it definitely reflects her personality. Yeah. But yeah. um, I don't know how you guys felt about the date. I thought it was a cool group date very challenging you had to be bold you had to be funny you had to be articulate you had to be sexy you had to be confident and you had to have some knowledge of what matt's like his, what he would be into i don't know how would you feel about this group date? um i thought it was real solid i was i was ready for it to be awkward and hard to watch but it was quite the opposite i thought it they was it. i thought it was great yeah yeah, I, I thought it was going to be super strange when they kind of introduced it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I was kind of surprised with how like, well everything kind of went for the most part. It's kind of cool how the other other half of the house that wasn't there got to co go watch oh. as well. Oh, um, and Sarah just could not could take not any sexiness whatsoever no, it going just really on. really didn't do it for. Yeah. Um, but just thinking about like group dates in general, this is like, I don't know, it got me thinking, got me reflecting on this, this show. Right. Yeah. The show kind of always assumes that the bachelor or bachelorette wants like a, a personality that's just it's just gonna put themselves out there and is like very yeah open and very like you know type A kind of person when like yeah. that's not what everybody's always looking for. So yeah. when people don't really shine and stuff like this because that's not right really in their wheelhouse, like I don't know. I don't think it should always be like the loudest, most boisterous person who lets themselves no. out be no. considered the winner, but that's kind of how they treat the show and I I that's how the yeah. producers treat the show. But sure. what I'll say is, like, we're fra we we only get like, of course, we only get fragments of the date. So it's and the two girls that kind of seem to have the best connection after are Brie, who is very understated, yeah, and Rachel, of course, who got yeah. the group date rose. So yep. I totally agree. Like these dates are meant for those loud people to for shine. Sure. And but I, if I don't Matt's mean so much as so, like that, yeah, I, I mean more so like the producers, the way they set up the show is yeah. very geared towards that. When like like you just said. Two people who didn't really have, you know, that crazy of performances up there ended up kind of getting his attention. The most, yeah. Right. But, so. uh, like if you did something that geared towards a uh, type B personality, like a more mm -hmm. laid back person, that's also a way more boring fucking date. Right. Oh, for it's sure. Like, like, it's a more boring date. It's a more, board more and boring show. Like, yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And like but, I, yeah. I get it set up for a reason like that, but. 
but the the girls killed it. I loved the contrast of the different approaches. You had Kit, who was trying to write Ulysses, while Victoria <laughs> yeah. writes the next installment of the gang bang or the the I don't know the fucking gang bang presents Escape from Dick Island. Like she is just like the most absurd. We the whole thing was bleeped. It wasn't even writing per se. She took like a science textbook and was just reading out uh, the steps to having intercourse. It was uh, jarring. Yeah. But the girls loved it. The girls loved it, like we said. I wish we How'd could get you, an uns uncensored version of that. Oh, that would be incredible. How would you feel about Victoria? Or let me ask you this. Who was your favorite uh, performance from the group date? Who was really hesitant? Who was the one that was hesitant but, like, kind of killed it? I can't remember her name. Um, Not Rachel. Not You're Rachel. not thinking Rachel? Oh, no. no. I think it might have been Rachel. I think she did yeah. pretty good. She was, she was like, hesitant. scared. But she yeah. she went up and she did it and she did her thing and I don't know yeah. I think she did and she's so pretty oh my gosh oh my and God, yeah. uh, and she's you know she's funny seems like she has a great personality I like Rachel a lot of course there were those internet rumors so I'm still yeah, safely still distancing myself away yeah 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 but because tragic that okay we didn't even really realize I still don't really know which girls we lost that wasn't even a part of the episode I don't either yeah. I'm not even Kristen, sure I lost my girl Kristen the lawyer she she's gone out of nowhere I just noticed that but other than that like Alana the noodle girl good riddance but yeah it's just like we need to cut some fat um yeah Ra Rachel was awesome obviously now okay part of me I wrote down during the group date part of me feels bad for Sarah but Look, I and I feel increasingly less bad for Sarah and then more bad again. It was a very confusing episode, yeah. but let's just get down to brass tacks. She should never have signed up for this show. This is just no. clearly it's not the right time for you in your life. And this is probably just never the right show for you. This mm -hmm. is like fundamentally he's going to date a bunch of girls. We're not even close to being out of the woods yet. Yeah. And, and I think that um, like... I know if I, I know that show's not right for me, like me being in that, like her position, that's mm -hmm. nothing I would, I could just never kind of get past like, like her. Fair enough. Yeah. You know what? It's completely normal to feel that way. Like, I think she's very, a, a very normal person. Yeah. Sure. She, she looked very manipulative in the way she was going about things. It, maybe it was played off that way in, in, in some respects, or maybe she was actually doing that. But at the same Again, time, we've like, learned that an edit can be tough. An, an edit, edit can be can, tough. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't, I don't think it was crazy that she was feeling that way, but like you said, it's just probably, you know, just not the show for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree. Now we'll get into the girls versus Sarah, but let's jump into the one-on-one -on -one because the, th the funny thing is it felt like I was watching two different fucking shows. It felt like I was watching like Matt with Serena, Matt with the girls, blah, blah, blah. And then every like all the girls and Sarah and everything like that, it was just two different programs right yeah. now. Like Sarah yeah. or Serena had a very good one-on-one -on -one that when I was doing my notes after, I was like, oh, yeah. She, yeah, we did have a one-on-one -on -one date in there. I kind of yeah. forgot about it. Well, because it even got off to it. Like, are we going to talk about the one-on-one -on -one now? Oh, we're going to jump right in. You, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, say whatever you want about it. I don't it. know. Even, and that might, you might have felt that way because even the beginning of the one-on-one, -on -one, it, it kind of got off to a very awkward start. Oh, with from my waiting? perspective. Yeah, like, and you know what? This might be a hot take here. And I know oh, you guys are all oh. a hot take. Matt James is kind of getting on my nerves. Oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like, I was thinking about this today, and, like, I, I can't really pin it on what it is. Oh. But he's just, he's kind of, I'm not saying he is on my nerves. He's just teetering on that fence right now. Ooh, he's I getting there. I can't quite say what it is. Mm. Something's kind of slowly bothering me about 
Okay, I, so I don't so know what it is. to narrow it down a bit. Is it okay? Is it the way that he's entertaining all of these different? And it's like, okay, I'm gonna go upstairs with Sarah. I'm gonna take like I don't know, seem like 15 minutes. The girls were very fixated on yeah. five minutes means five minutes. These were the five the the freaking timekeeping Nazis downstairs. <laughs> like, five minutes and 32 seconds. Where the fuck is Matt? But yeah, um, I get it. What it's like? Okay, no, this I, is I, very rude. I get his his role in, in being the bachelor is to entertain, like, you know, have time with all these women. And, and yeah, I'm not faulting him for that. I'm not faulting him for being in the role that he's in. Yeah. Uh, I understand that. I'm not asking him to be loyal to one person by any means. Sure. Did, did that help his case for me at all this past episode? No, it kind of pissed me off is what it did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, of course. Because he was, because he was treating her more so as an exclusive relationship almost, or having something more, more so like, we're still like relatively early on in the in the the season so far. So like to, to just kind of like discredit like you have a whole date set set, or set up with uh, with Serena P, mm -hmm. um, and just kind of blow that off to start it. Like yeah. obviously didn't make her feel well. It's gonna piss off everybody no. in the house. Imagine which Joel, you're did. so nervous already, and then you yeah. have to wait for. I just thought, oh, she handled it so well. But for I sure. thought, like, what and an like, ego the very shot. First thing he did is when he went upstairs and when he jumped on her bed. Like yeah. that just, I yeah. was like, what are you doing? Man? He also, really? yeah. he was okay. also like, if you want to stay in your room the rest of the fucking season, I will come by and like check on you. It's like, well, maybe how yeah. about don't do that? Like, really? You're going to yeah. do that to every single person yeah, here? What? Like, are you just going to all take no, off on that? Nobody interacts. Yeah, yeah. Like, They're all in their room. Yeah. Matt's running from room to room, <laughs> jumping on 30 beds. Yeah. yeah. Are you still here? Are you still good? <laughs> 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 Matt, come into my room. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll be right there. <laughs> She's hopped up on caffeine, just hopping on the bed. Like, Matt, where are you? It's a, it's an unsustainable uh, way to kind of go about dating these girls. I, I get it. I, I was just thinking, like, holy shit, if I was there for the first time, I, I would be making so many mistakes, too, that I would look and be like, what a, yeah. what a dummy. I'm being so dumb. But it's so tough in the moment when you like this girl. You've gone on for a sure. date. Some of these other girls, like Serena P, of course he feels bad for. But who do you feel bad worse for? The girl who you actually had a real conversation with or, or the girl who you actually have talked to for five minutes? Like, it's tough to even put that, well, that's, equalize that's that in your brain. Like, that, that's what I was thinking too, like putting myself in, in his shoes, being there, especially for like the first time and not having any experience in any sort of uh, Bachelor Bachelorette show. Like, honestly, like what if you, what if you start the show and then the first couple of weeks you have a super strong connection with somebody and like, you really don't want to go through the rest of the other weeks because you kind of know who you want to at least yeah. date right yeah it's just yeah. like then you just kind of have to go through the motions because you're kind of signed to a contract to do the show yeah so it's just like it's a bizarre position yeah. to be in and be in for the first time for sure it's very tough but i mean there's a lot of spectacular women it's like dude the point is we've gathered the best available bachelorettes and they're all incredible so let's move it like let's get to know all of them but but okay i don't want to uh we we got a lot more to cover here so i'll jump through the red the, the rest of this one-on-one -on -one. now i actually have insider info i i don't i'm this isn't a spoiler but i actually have legitimate um almost exclusive insider info that From serena Chuck. p i know someone who knows serena p went to school with her and knows her and apparently apparently she's lovely she's she's awesome um and also i don't know if she broke her N nda or if this is bullshit but apparently she is a very legitimate threat to go far this season 
which really? and i was told that last week and i was like your info is fucking wrong but yeah <laughs> i have not seen anything but apparently she she is for real matt my man i am not in your camp coop I, I love matt james i understand what you're saying i love him my man you gotta stop trying to kiss like a trout dude you can't <laughs> go into a kiss with your mouth wide dude you go into a kiss with a pucker right any look i'm going into a hey this is someone trying to go into a, for a kiss with me guess where i'm going it's so quick it's so easy <laughs> he's going in he's like, going what are we doing he's going full guppy guppy fish guppy and the fish. eyes the eyes just gotta close you can't have both those things they're going on more wide they're getting more <laughs> wide as we go through the season now then holy shit did you guys see the skip the dishes commercial that Yo, yes i was gonna text I, you about I that last it. night i missed dude it. he got fucking roasted, he got roasted by skip from the dishes, dishes. <laughs> he goes, maybe he's keeping his eyes open because he sees his order coming or something like that he's the delivery guy oh, Mike <laughs> drop. they must wow. have just changed that last week oh my yeah. god it was incredible now i want to talk about the girls versus sarah okay yes. um first of all the gossiping is what makes the bachelor so much better than the bachelorette because the guys, the social dynamic between the guys, it, it can oftentimes be just as volatile, but rarely far though. less calculated, yeah. far mm -hmm. less dramatic, far less cutting. Oh, girls fucking terrifying, man. Oh I, my God. I was God. thinking the same thing the whole episode. Like if this was guys, they'd just be like, Fuck you, bro. No, fuck you, dude. It's, yeah, that's all it yeah. would be. It would just be a yelling match and like trying to be tougher than the other guy, but they're cutting deep. And yeah, I think it's like throat. the emotional IQ to, yeah. I don't know, I think generally tends to be higher in a group of like, girls. Like, I immediately guys, go to but... Ed and Chasen from uh, last season, <laughs> yeah. and that's like the worst beef of all time. <laughs> and shout out to our boy, yeah, that, no, no smoke, no, no, no hate. No. But that was amazing. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. So there, go Katie woke up. And the first thing she did was run downstairs to tell anybody who was fucking there what Sarah did. She, oh, Murray. And she just like, neither of them. They're both like half asleep still. And she's already talking shit behind her back. Now, who would have expected that? La like, okay. So last week during the previews, we see all the girls talking shit. None of us saw Sarah coming, right? None of us saw that she was going to be the culprit here. No. And Anna and MJ. Now, MJ is an interesting character because I do like her a lot. I think she is a little bit of the mm, sort of like the barometer of reality. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. last week with Victoria, she was like, okay, Victoria is being annoying. I don't know what the real side of the story is, but blah, 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 blah. Right. She kind of seemed to be stuck in reality. Mm -hmm. And this week she seemed to be the same way but she was pissed she her and anna were ready to hit uh sarah with a german suplex man yeah. i thought they were gonna <laughs> throw a finishing move on her oh my god just it's just well, terrifying. sarah went to talk to mj after she's like mj can we talk she's like uh no we can't no actually. yeah i'm actually now, tired and yeah oh yeah that was Did devastating you remember that she was like no i think yeah. i gotta off. yeah i gotta yeah. cool off okay now were you guys shocked i don't know if you heard it victoria used the word placate in the correct context really I don't she, also, she also said gestures again 
She doubled down. <laughs> Are you no. sure? Okay, well, I guess I that. that. You, I can't believe you guys missed that. Because wow. I was shocked that she used uh, a big word in the she right context. She almost enunciated it more clearly this week. She doubled down on gestures. That's awesome. Wow. I love that, dude. And the funny, the funny part was, is two seconds after saying the word placate, it cuts to her confessional, and she goes, if Matt sends her home, I will literally want to fuck it. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, geez. I just lost so many brain cells. Like, oh, my gosh. What? like she is she's so tough to gauge she yeah. is a lay she is an onion she is truly an onion um now the, sarah comes down tries to apologize and all she keeps saying is guys i literally was about to leave like you don't understand i wanted i literally want to leave they don't give a shit she kept talking yeah. like she was the protagonist in the movie we're all the protagonists in our own movie these girls they're the star of their own yeah. movie they don't give a shit about you but that's also like that's also not true like she also she like <laughs> yeah. convinced herself that she was about to leave in that scenario but she wasn't she, she was lying on her back she never talked about leaving at all. She yeah. was just upset at the fact that Matt was, you know, having spending time with other girls and, and starting to develop relationships with other girls. Yeah. So like, she just came up with this like fantasy story about how I was uh, like my bags were packed and I was really about to leave and I, I don't know. Yeah, it's I know what you mean. It's it's tough. And I felt bad for her. she handled it horribly. But then we get Kit trashing her and Victoria's mm -hmm. giggling beside her. Dude, if Kit was trashing me, and Victoria starts giggling. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving the fucking Your show. Life I'm leaving the show. Yeah, I'm yeah. not dealing with that. Yeah. And then Kit literally says this is not well, maybe not literally, but it's pretty much exactly what she says. She says, like, we're going to make if you stay yeah. your life in the house is going to be horrible. Which is, ah, oh, man, then they're all yelling. Yeah. I was initially annoyed by Sarah until everybody ganged up on her. That is such a shitty position for anyone to be in. To walk into a room, have 12 girls going at you, pointing out every one of your flaws yeah. one by one. It's just like, guys, this has clearly gone way too far. Ultimately, she, I, she just, like we said, she just came on a show she never should have been on. But... It, Look, it just felt so foreign from the actual fucking mm -hmm. show. It was a, it was a shit show. I felt yeah. bad for. I don't know how you guys saw like, that. Like situation. you said, like when that was going on, like I didn't even know there was a one on date going on. One yeah. on one. Like yeah. I didn't even. Yeah, I, I kind of tuned out for the one on one. I was also like yeah, flip flopping same. the whole time. Like, am I on Sarah's side? Am I on the girls? Like, where am I? And then as soon as Abigail chimed in and said, "Fuck Sarah," I was like, "Okay." Yeah, Sarah. yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we gotta yeah, go. We gotta go with that route. Wherever yeah. Abigail lies, that's that's where I am. I'm yeah, sorry. but I hate it. it's so easy. Like, and I optimistically hope that I wouldn't be that. But it's so easy to jump on the bandwagon, especially when you're pissed at someone, and just yeah. be like, "Yeah, fuck you for this too." Yeah, this is wrong with you too, and just yeah. like pile on. She was just feeling yeah. like shit. It was tough to watch, but uh, that uh, conversation we don't need to get into it. It was very touching between Katie and Sarah. Not a lot to say on there. It was just a. Uh, a wild connection wild that that parallel existed and the fact that katie was the exact one who got yeah. interrupted in the first place it was just a crazy coincidence now yeah and sorry just to go back no, go on, ahead. On, on katie and um and sarah about that whole mm. thing even when when victoria confronted um sarah outside do you remember that and then katie walked up yeah like I thought Katie was going to start, this was like in the middle of her date. Like I thought she was going to start ripping on her and she didn't really do that. She yeah. handled it like far better than I thought like Katie did. Um, and I kind of place the fact that she's 29. She's one of the oldest ones there. And I think That's she shows point. like a level of maturity that which a is lot shocking. of the people in the house don't, which is shocking <laughs> yeah. because of her entrance. Just complete turnaround. And I think you're so, right. I think she was nervous. I think she was I drunk. Um, that Stop combined somewhere. with, yeah. 
Yeah, but she was great this episode. Great last sure. episode. I think she's just um, uh, I think she's just a cool girl, very mature. Um, and I, I loved what she said. This is the one thing I'll say about that conversation mm-hmm. is like, I want you to stay because I don't want Matt to go through and wonder what if. I yeah. want him to know that like if he's yeah. with me, that it's because I'm the one for him, not because you left. Uh, and then she ultimately yeah. says, of course, like, hey, look, I went through the same thing with my dad. You should go. Sarah ultimately goes. Uh, quick quote of the night. Um, I have uh, Victoria's. <laughs> Sarah doesn't need Matt. She needs a Xanax. Just a classic zinger. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Victoria's going to have the quote of the episode every, every episode, episode. I was going to say gone. we should just have a segment called Victoria's Quote. Because, Victoria's like, Quote of the Night. She's so yeah. quotable every episode. Yeah, so quotable. Now, next week, let's get into a little bit of the previews, what we saw. Are the new girls going to make an impact? Do you think that they are going to, or is it just going to be like, look, I'm too far behind? Or you're too far behind, and I'm progressing too much with these other girls. You're kind of gone, 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 gone. Drama. Gone. That's all this. I think it's yeah. just, just draw. It's just gonna cause a big shit show. I don't. And I'm gonna. Not, I'm gonna necessarily say... think they're gonna go far, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. An impact because of that. I think it's gonna cause so much drama that the girls are gonna the pre-existing girls are gonna get so caught up in it. Yeah. Oh, and like yeah. we see in every Bachelor and Bachelorette series. You know, those who get focused too much on the drama and not much as much on the the individual they're there for. Uh, every time we talk about this every behind, year, yeah. every time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, uh, what I'll say. Uh, this is my prediction to to to, to kind of go off that. The, the next week is going to be the beginning of the end for Victoria. We, I think we're saying mm-hmm. goodbye to her. Yeah, it's too much for. I know we see her melting down. Um, look. I think everyone who watches it knows that every every obnoxious trait of her personality comes down to like some crippling insecurity. And I think she's faked it as far as she can fake it. And next week, a bunch of new girls coming in, the dynamic mm-hmm. shifts. She is going to fall apart, I think. But we'll see. Now, will Sarah return? You guys think Sarah's coming wow. back? Mm, I didn't consider that. Um, I don't I say think yes. so. You think I'm so? I'm going to say no. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think yeah. she's coming back. She's coming back. I think the producers <laughs> are going to be uh, pressuring her to come back. They'll they'll say, like, I don't know what they say, but look, yeah. uh, you signed up for, for a certain amount of time, or we you can still come back. Matt's been asking about it. They're going to say whatever they can they to get say. her back in that goddamn house. Yeah. Now, it's time for our Rose and our Thorn for this episode. So, Coop, we'll go to you first. What did you mm-hmm. – we'll start with your Rose. Okay. Who are you giving your rose to this? My episode? rose, honestly, this this week is going to go to Victoria, um, because yeah, you know what? I I thought her her on the group date was kind of funny. Like I I enjoyed it. I was laughing. Sure. She kind of like changed her um like changed my opinion of her sure. for the interim a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of that is her or how much of that is producers, but you know what? It was kind of a, a relieving week to see her in kind of a different light this week. So for that, um, whether that goes to I guess Victoria or the producers or whatever the case is, that's where my rose is going. All right, fair enough. Uh, Gary, who who got, who gets your rose this week? I'm going to go the producers on this one. Just because okay. my emotions during this episode yeah. were all over the place. I don't know where to think. I was, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what are people going to think if my opinion is this? So maybe I should change it to this. Well, like, where where should I lie? On the, like, I, I had no idea what to think. I still kind of don't know what to think. But it, I thought it was a great episode, though. So big ups to the producers for, mm-hmm. for that. And yeah. Yep. Great choice. Now I am going to give my rose to this is tough. I'm going to give it to Chris Harrison's book sales. I'm going to give two <laughs> roses. I'm going to give one to Chris Harrison's book sales. 
I respect it, dude. Get out there. Go yeah. get that. Go get that dosh. Go get that money. You've earned it. Um, I because be dude, I need to read. I bet I bet the sales have gone flying. I need to read this oh, yeah. now. Are you going to read it? If I can pirate it, I'll read it. I'm not buying it. If it's if it's more than ten dollars, I'm not going to buy the book. You just which told I'm to go sure get that is. money, and you're now you're going to pirate it. Well, not for me. Yeah, I go <laughs> go try to get that money. There'll be people. <laughs> There'll be people. That, no, no, no. If I we'll read try it, to get that money. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not going to get my try to get my money. I yeah. dare you, Chris, <laughs> under my mattress like any sane human being. Now, uh, I got to get my other rose to Matt James's tweets. Because he was hilarious during the um, during the uh, first group date, he had that gif of that old lady falling off the bed. You know that classic <laughs> meme. And he goes, "My mom right now," <laughs> which is awesome. And then he had this close-up selfie of his eyes wide open, and his lips were puckered, which is not accurate. It should have been like yeah. like a Dementor, but and it said uh, uh, "Point of View All Episode," which which again was very funny, very self-deprecating. Get control the story. You got to control the yeah. story. Now, who whose thorn are you cutting, Coop? Uh, so my thorn's gonna go to um, Matt and Sarah, or yeah, Matt and Sarah's little little uh, whatever you want to call it, five minute, ten minute, fifteen minute yeah. uh, thing right before the uh, the one on one date with Serena. That just really bothered me, uh, rubbed me the wrong way, and definitely plays into the fact that you know Matt's uh, kind of making me feel some sort of way right now yeah okay so quite put my finger kind on of it, sounds but. like almost matt james is flirting with your thorn this week i don't know we're you know okay. we're gonna follow up on this next week but all uh right. yeah, right. that's where i stand right now but watch your step matt because coop's watching that's all we got to say this that's episode right. okay uh gary who 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 are you cutting uh, i don't know i'm torn on this one it's either uh i think i'm just gonna give it to sarah just because okay. whether it was manufactured or not she caused a whole ton of shit for everybody and I'm glad she's gone, and I don't think she's coming back. So, okay. Now, I I respect that. I'm actually good, and I agree with it, Gary, because it's so t- there's two sides of the coin, right? Yeah, and yeah. we saw both sides. I'm gonna go with the other side. I'm gonna go with um the girl gang, the gang of girls going mm-hmm. after because yeah. uh, that's to honestly like if you're you're they're all grown up. Kit acted. Kit showed her age for the first time. It was very high school. Yeah. Um, to me, that's a shitty, but that's not fucking cool, especially when you're you're a grown adult. Um, and, and that sucks. If, so, yeah, I'm going the, the whole girl gang there. Now, guys, if you're prepared, without further ado, I'd like to invite <laughs> Caleb Beer on the podcast and discuss a little bit of basketball and maybe some extracurricular activities, if, if you wouldn't mind. Are you ready to roll? I'm ready to go. Let's do it. <laughs> right, let's do it, Judge Gary. Welcome our to you know all all four of us. Good to be back together. Coop, you weren't able to make it for NBA last week. It's so good to have all four. You know what? Four good friends who love each other. I think that should be established first. And well, I don't love. I'm getting one, one shrug. One person looked away from the camera as I said that, and then the other person didn't give any expression whatsoever when I said four people that I love. But but that being said, I stand by. Now I I previewed it at the beginning of the episode. We had a we had a salmon controversy. There's no there's no way to 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 scuttle around it. There's no reason to dance around it. 
what we have is a situation where we were told and what we saw Caleb cooking his fish a certain way. Now, what we're going to do, Gary, producer Gary is going to turn into Judge Gary for the opening of this NBA podcast. We're going to get into we're going to get into your hardened trade. We're going to get into your 76ers, a little bit of Utah Jazz. We're going to get our picks in. We might even mention how I'm 0-5 on my picks this year. I don't know. know. Maybe. We may not have time for that. Um, But, Caleb, the floor is yours. Give your testimony and and a closing statement. Explain your viewpoint here. Because I'm interested, and I want this to be fair. Well, uh, your actions last week would suggest you don't want this to be fair, but that's... Wait, so explain um, that. What are, you, what are you talking about? He's always dodging. <laughs> no, no dodging. All right. So my roommate sent a Snapchat, which is quite clearly a joke, of a single piece of small fish on the pan. You guys decided to take that as truth, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, within your rights. But absolutely no discussion with me on whether that was actually accurate or not, which it's got to kind of question. Uh, Did that hurt you a little bit? Integrity there. Well, it doesn't exist anymore. It's a I've fallen off since, but sure. um, so it's a refl- it's a direct reflection of my current employers, and you can reach out to them directly. But I might have to. Did it? <laughs> um, did it help you? Did it? Did you lose a little faith in us as friends in that moment? I mean, listen, it, it's with you guys. You got to know everything is sort of uh, open record. There's. Not the first time one of these things has happened. Is we're oh, you mean like everything aware, is but... is okay to be aired out to the public? Yeah. You mean I just I just thought it was a little chicken shit that Carson said it and then bailed on the pod before I left. That was my oh, only. Oh, okay. oh, boy, coming in hot indeed. Chicken shit. All right, I'll so, let you tackle that. Listen. If I walked out on the street and I saw someone put a gun to somebody else's head and shoot them, I saw it with my own two eyes. That was murder. I know it was because I saw it. Would it be fair? Now, I I agree with your sentiments, Caleb. I don't. I respect you as a man. And I appreciate that. But I would like, I think it's only fair. I want to ask a couple questions. And they're going to be, you know, just standard questions questions about the situation directly i'm not going to fall off because that's not like me to when i think when we're on topic i stay focused i don't deviate i don't get i'm not a silly person i'm taking this very seriously so i'm going to ask Certainly. you some some serious questions and then i have I, I have a couple a few bullet points for a closing statement and then if you have anything to resent you can respond and then we'll put a poll up and the people can decide so just a few standard what what was it about your childhood that led you to despise quality fish? Withdrawn, withdrawn. No, I, I would like you, to actually like... If you've seen any police show, once the question is withdrawn, everyone has to disregard it. Forget you've heard it once I withdraw it. Now, it's off the record. I shouldn't have asked. Now, were you or were you not partying with Kid Rock unmasked in Atlantic City last week? And again, <laughs> withdrawn, withdrawn. That's withdrawn. I shouldn't have said it. Why do you hate the hardworking fishermen that helped build this this beautiful goddamn country? Withdrawn. Again, you know what? Withdrawn. Now, is it true you once tried to make love to a Chinook salmon? Withdrawn. Now, 
gentleman of the podcast, Caleb Carson Gary. The, the defense, Caleb, he'd like you to believe that this case is complicated, that it comes down to people either making jokes, not understanding it, etc. He'll show you confusing data, try to sway Gary, producer Gary, with maybe some flowery language, and at the same time, try to undermine the very values and beliefs that we on this podcast hold dearest. Now, of course, Caleb, 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 you are an educated, extraordinary, complicated man. There's no doubt. You know it and I know it. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I'll, me? I'll accept that. Me? Can we, can I mean, we get to the questions, David? Can we get to the little, questions? I'm a little less complicated. I'm a little less complicated. I'm just a, I'm just a regular Joe like both of you guys. Just an average fella. My beanies are hand-knit, not factory-farmed. I like my beer cold and my collars blue. I think meals should be shared at a table alongside loved ones, and handshakes should be firm. I think both world wars were bad. And loving thy neighbor? <laughs> I guess I just think it's a little bit better. No, all I, all I want to leave the voters with is vote for David, because that's how court cases work. Thanks, Caleb, for um, for for being brain of, brave enough to uh, to tell your story. Now, let's jump in to the story dominating the NBA this week. We talked about it week one. The James Harden trade has finally happened, guys. Oh my lord, we've seen two games of James Harden so far, but this was a four team deal between the Rockets obviously the the Nets of course you have the Grizzlies and the Cavs or not the Grizzlies you have the uh, the Cavs and the Pacers getting in on it as well so I want to ask you who won the trade and who lost you can give me any any number of teams any answer here would you like me to start okay I'll start um, <laughs> I think you you guys know my stance on James Harden I made a pretty clear Clear. Not last week, the week before. Caleb, do you remember the, the term that I called James Harden? I don't recall. You, please let me know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was him a bum. bum. And <laughs> I mean, I think I no, called him a bum. And, yeah, definitely you know, a bum. And for that reason alone, like I don't know if this is my emotions uh, getting the best of me here. I'm gonna go with the Rockets. I'm a big Vickle Adipo fan. Um, obviously, he's had some injuries that's kind of plagued him over the last little while. But look great, yeah. Look great last night. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say. Like when you get James Harden added onto any team, obviously you're gonna give up whatever it was, and they gave up a haul for him. But um, you know, it's hard not to say that whatever team receives a star like that hasn't won the trade. But at the same time, like I'm, I'm in on the Rockets, baby. Yeah, uh, they're they're definitely fun to watch. Beer who. Who came out on top to you, or or a few teams? Maybe uh, did did they all come up top? Was there a particular loser in there? What were your thoughts? Yeah, one thing I'll agree with on uh, with Carson on last week's podcast. I, I I think the team that leveraged the next eight years of their future for a bum has to be the loser, <laughs> right? I don't like I don't see any other way that goes. I I don't know if you're like are you are you serious? You actually like look. It's fine to say like no, that's a I, lot uh, yeah. to give up, but they look it's, amazing right now. You re you do you actually think that they are like a loser? In it? Like to me, it's a very clear. It could be a Kevin Garnett trade. Like obviously, everyone, it's the easiest thing and the, and probably the best is to make the parallel to the last time that Nets did this with KG and Paul Pierce. 
This is very different. Harden was an MVP a few years ago, a runner-up MVP the last uh, or two years ago, third place last year. It's like this is a very good player who's come in immediately. Like we're talking about this after two games, two wins, one over Milwaukee, who many would see is, is the leader in the East. At the very least, they look good so far. Do you Do you actually think they're a loser of this trade? I mean, yeah, if one team has to be a winner and one team has to be a loser, I don't think it's like an awful trade, but it's I don't think anyone, in my opinion to give up for a guy who just decided halfway through last season that he no longer wanted to be where he is. Is like 32. Like eight years from now, is James Harden still on your team? Or you just like have picks out the door? No, but eight no years from now, you could you, you may have gone to the finals a, a few times and won it. Like, look, we'll see if they end up being a loser. That's the thing um, because – if they win, I don't know, 55 games and make it to the conference finals, then they're not a winner, right? This is a championship or bust sort of situation. So I guess time will tell. I didn't mean to frame it like you have to pick a loser, first of all, because for like, look, I have all four teams winning this trade. I thought it was a rare instance where everyone got what they wanted. And if you love NBA trades, and this is perfect for you. You got one sort of weird team that's got a bunch of players to now trade away in the Cavs. You have a, a fun um, a fun team in Indiana getting a little bit off their payroll. They've been super fun to watch. You get the Rockets revamped, and uh, then you got an actual title contender. I thought everyone got exactly what they, they wanted in this trade. My only loser, actually, and I, I know you guys will probably disagree with this, I have the Sixers as the loser of this trade because they were very close to pulling the trigger. And I'm sure both of you guys, um, it sounds like it, it actually kind of, I would be shocked if you agreed with this, if you're not Harden fans, um, that it was a good decision for them to not give up Ben Simmons for James Harden. However, they were willing, that was not the question. They were willing to give up Ben Simmons, a guy who was on record as being a sensitive guy. They didn't want to give up, I guess. It sounds like a, a Tyrese Maxey. And look, I love Simmons as well. But look, now this all of a sudden is another example that heightens the pressure on the Sixers once again, something that hasn't worked out for him a lot in the past. And Simmons has not looked great since the trade, especially than their last game against the Grizzlies. He, he didn't look engaged. I, I, I was on NBA, I forget where I got this from. I wish I could shout out the person that actually came up with this stat, but his shots off drives have been cut in half since his rookie season. That is troubling for a team that when Joel Embiid is out, they look for Ben Simmons to, to do something. I think it would have been, look, I love Tyrese Maxey, but... I think we've seen this Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid experiment play out. I love both players. I don't think the they're outcome. a championship. Yeah, I think we know yeah. the outcome. Um, and so, again, I, I just think with already a, sh a shaky locker room, you add a sense of guy in Simmons having to deal with trade talks. I don't know. But the Rockets, to me, Beer, I, I couldn't agree more. Or, or no, it was Coop who said it. I think Beer probably agrees as well. They were a big winner in this, obviously. The turnaround since October, I mean, has been incredible. In October, we saw D'Antoni leave, Maury leave. Harden was obviously on his way out. It was a bummer to see the Rockets' era end that way. And um, look, I guess I have written down they're obviously worse now. Like, talent-wise, I guess they are. But I don't know. They're fun. Do you guys think they're a playoff team? 
Yeah, I mean, going back to last week's discussion where there's like like 13 good teams in the West, I'm not like I, I certainly wouldn't even pencil them in for a playoff spot, but mm-hmm. they're obviously in a better situation today than they were five days ago or whenever the, the trade was made. Yeah. Now, what, what, look, I'll go the Pacers real quick. They obviously got Karis Levert and it basically Karis Levert in exchange for Victor Oladipo. They get more years for less money on Karis Levert. Um, I love Oladipo too, Coop. He basically seems like the same player as yeah. Oladipo, very much so, very similar play style. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a, uh, they're basically going to have the exact same record. And the Cavs, who have, 40 big men. I can't wait to see them make a move. Hopefully they have Drummond, Love. Uh, they got Jared Allen. Uh, they, they've got, um, oh, geez, I'm playing. They've got a million big men right now. I would love to see Drummond moved. I think it'd be really fun on, I don't know, uh, the Mavericks, the Blazers, mm-hmm. maybe the, maybe the Raps. I don't know. They could use a center. <laughs> There's a lot of places that uh, an Andre Drummond makes sense. So, you know, I have them as a winner, too. They're, they're winning games at a decent rate, and, uh, and they have a bunch of assets to trade. Now, so I'll ask you this. Now, are the Nets automatically this year, regardless of whether you think you've, you've now hemorrhaged yourself for eight years in the future, giving up four guaranteed first-round picks and four pick swaps? Now, I'll ask you, are the Nets automatically favorites in the East? Beer, I'll start with you. I'm not sure, just because there's so little defense on that team that when you get in a playoff situation, I don't know that they're like clearly the favorites. I don't see them as that much better than the Bucks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I will yeah. say we were we were ripping on their defense uh, to start the year. It has gotten a lot better. It's a it's a little above league average. I think it was like a, 11th defensive rating, and a lot of metrics are kind of like those high teams, which isn't you know awesome for a championship team. Certainly passable. We've seen uh, we've seen the Cavs run through the East with a horrible defense for years and years. But I I agree, it's tough to differentiate. I'll say yes, they're the they're the favorites for now, just especially after that. Um, those first couple wins with Harden. But what I'm interested, we'll see how Kyrie fits long-term. I definitely have faith in a Harden-KD combo, especially with Joe Harris on the other side of the court. But I don't know. Harden, I have faith in Harden. He's played with high-usage guys his entire career, and his lowest his offense has ranked is, is seventh. Now, um, again, he's certainly not going to help them out on the defensive end of the ball, but he seems super engaged. He's got the Twitter picks. Uh, with the him in a Nets jersey as the profile pick and the header, he's going all out on social media trying to make himself look. It looks like uh, someone uh, well, he did someone who just got a new job hot off the first week and is just telling everyone about it, which uh, which I guess I respect. Now, one little I'm wondering just logistically, what do we call this beer? We can't call this the Harden trade. We can't call this the Brooklyn trade. What do we call it? The Harden trade 2.0. The Harden trade 2.0. This time it's personal. Maybe we do it like sequel style. Listen, you're much better at that than I am. Not yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe the Harden Brooklyn trade. I'm just, it's, it's unfortunately confusing because we've, we've already had a Brooklyn trade. We've already had a Harden trade. So we're going to get mixed up for years to come. That might be the only loser in this situation is podcasters who have to differentiate the Harden trades. Unless this one's worse than the original Brooklyn trade and then it just becomes the Brooklyn trade. Oh, by, oh, wow. It just tops it automatically. There's no, there's no way it's worse than the Brooklyn trade. Oh, there's definitely a way. You have <laughs> twice, twice the years out the door as you did last time. 
Yeah, but I guess, yeah, what I really like is that Harden's not on a one-year contract too, right? Like, you, he doesn't have one year left. You're at least getting him for, for a decent amount of time. Now, Coop, you've made it back just in time <laughs> to talk about. Now, we've cut down a little bit on our topics because we tend to go deep on NBA stuff. We've already done that with the Harden trade. So we're going to. I just want to touch briefly on the Utah Jazz because they've quietly won five in a row and of course, they've got a potential sixth man of the year in Jordan Clarkson on the squad. They've got, I, I don't know, they've got Donovan Mitchell putting up Donovan Mitchell numbers with like 26 points per game, five rebounds, three assists. The same stats that you're going to get for the next seven years with Donovan Mitchell. And Rudy Gobert doing his thing. So I'm wondering, are these the same old jazz? Because we get excited year to year with this Donovan Mitchell core. Is this a different team at all? Because I don't. I want to be hopeful. I don't want to be skeptical. But I just. I don't know. I don't know how to how to judge them. Um. Yeah. When you say they they've quietly snuck out to a five game winning streak, is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty quiet because I didn't hear about it. But yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. But like ultimately, yeah. I mean, the core is still that same. Like you said, uh, Donovan's doing Donovan things. The same kind of thing he's you know, you expect from him and you're going to expect for the next few years. Um, I, I still don't see them kind of escalating themselves in the West, like past the, uh, in a playoff series past like a Clippers or a Lakers, or even, you know, I think Luca can still hold them down with the, on the Mavs. So yeah, like mm-hmm. kind of like what we're kind of like what you expect in maybe not to the same degree, but what you expect in, in Philly, you just know what the outcome is going to be. Uh, I'm not saying blow it up by any means or anything like that, but I think there's still, there's still a piece and then some away. Yeah. Now I, I, I do. Yes, I do agree. Now they've had convincing wins over Blazers, Clippers, Bucks, Hawks, and uh, that devastating Nuggies win that put me at, oh, and fun. <laughs> like, come on Nuggets. Jeez, man. But they have struggled to beat bad opponents, which is what you need to do in the West, man, especially competitive mm-hmm. West. You got to make sure you capitalize on those below 500 teams and those middling teams. But yeah, again, yeah, defense looks great. That's what we've come to expect. The one difference is their three-point shooting. They're shooting the ball really, really well. But I hate to say it, Jazz fans, I think I think we got – I don't know. I think we took the Jazz for granted last year and got a piece of feedback about taking the Jazz for granted. Uh, I think we're going to do the same thing again this year, though. It's, it's too bad. Do you have any thoughts on the Jazz beer, or is it just same old, same old? No, pretty much echoing what Carson said. I think they're – like a really good team i just don't see them being good enough to do that much in the playoffs once they get there Mm -hmm. yeah now guys let's jump into our rapid fire questions then we'll get to our i guess we'll get to our picks (laughs) are we still we still doing that all right guys this past week was defined of course like we said by a blockbuster trade that saw james harden reunite with former teammates kevin durant and Oh, that that pesky Jeff Green. Guys, what's something you would Been like playing for 50 to years with? <laughs> Who wants to start? Here, let's start with you. I mean, my answer is just like regular life, but that seemed a little depressing. So <laughs> I was going to say the same thing and then didn't for the same reason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Today, like hugs so or some bullshit. I went with basketball because we just haven't played in so long. I'd yeah. love to get back out there. Yeah, I feel you, my man. I feel you. Great pick. Outdoor sports with friends. Yeah. Now, Coop, what are you what are you thinking? That was honestly still the exact same thing I was going to say. Just playing God basketball. Damn. 
every Friday morning is just uh, it's something I'm really missing in my life. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Gary, basketball too. Yeah, basketball. I miss playing basketball <laughs> with them. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm answer. gonna say my friends, dude. I just want to hang out with some. Ah, uh, yeah, you know? yeah. I felt the same. Yeah, just and honestly, a sad like turn at the end a good, a good, a good bro hug, man. I just yeah. want to hug. I just want to hug. A beer, ah, uh, beer is a great hugger for those who haven't had the the pleasant experience of the pleasant experience. Jeez, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm missing, I'm missing my beer hugs. But I didn't want to say that because I, I had a feeling. You know, I totally agree. Couldn't agree more. Um, I, I'm gonna go non-COVID and reminisce on a dev. So. Of course, I'm sure everyone in this call can relate to the tragedy of giving a girl a beloved hoodie, right? It's devastating, and part of you knows that there's a chance you never see it again. Now, I I decided a couple years ago, I thought, you know what? I should pick an NFL team. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I first picked the Jets. And I was like, oh, okay, this is just like, that was a horrible idea. I'm going to go with the Bears, which is like, is it that much better? I guess. But, but then I was, I was thrifting one day. I found this awesome retro Bears hoodie that I loved. Now, I, I'm at this party a couple months later, and this girl comes, uh, and I, I invite her to this party. And, dude, the, the devastating part, first of all, is that we were told this is going to be an incredible party. And this was held by guys who we know who who have thrown great parties in the past. So I tell her, like, oh, man, I, I look, I, I don't think you can bring a friend. It's going to be too packed. Like, sorry. like, oh. But but I, I talked to them, and you can come. Like, it was, like, a tough thing to, like, be able to get her in the door. Dude, I don't know what it was. Like, these guys have thrown parties before. No one shows up. Nobody. <laughs> there was no one there. There was like no one there. It's just like a group of en engineers. It was just a, a room full of engineers. She walks in. And so I'm already like, oh my God. And so um she she hilarious like overdressed because I was hyping up this party. And so she was like, What the fuck am I wearing? It's just again a bunch of like engineers chilling. Um and so I give her the bear's sweater to wear for the night. I forget to retrieve it at the end of the night. I leave. We're in Ottawa. I leave. Dude, two days later, I get a picture of the sweater. Have I told you guys this? Do you know how it ends? Dude, it got turned into a crop top within 48 hours. She goes, dude, my favorite story. She goes, L and I I'm still close with this person today. I'm no, I was going to say I have no ill will towards that moment. I broke my heart. I, dude, it's cropped up to like what would be my chest area. And she goes, "Look, I cropped. Like, look, I cropped it. <laughs> like, what the? <laughs> fuck? Okay, like that was my clothing. Um, I would love. I, I can't even say I want to be reunited with it. I want to be reunited with the sweater that I gave up the in the first place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the original version. But that being said, guys, earlier today breaking not breaking news it was a few hours ago close enough to breaking news when this comes out tomorrow uh Kyrie Irving came out and announced that he would be returning to the Nets telling ESPN's Malika Andrews that he quote just needed a pause fellows when was the time you had to just put your responsibilities on the side for a much needed pause beer um Caleb yeah beer starts off I unfortunately didn't have this one but I think pretty much every time I go golfing. Just oh, little... you're, you're 
like, I gotta step away from this. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's your pause, or after you're like, I need a fucking pause from this. Well, it depends. Yeah, it depends. I guess. Yeah, if I'm going, that's how I feel. Yeah. If Carson's with me, then I need like an emotional support animal after. <laughs> how about you, Coop? Um, you know, when I was in high school, and like I thought, like, oh my gosh, like this is this is this is life right here. This is stress stuff. Every time Christmas break rolled around, I was. I was always on cloud nine. It was just a much needed pause. Now I realize like, oh my God, high school was easy. Like, yeah, it's all relative. Yeah. Grade two was easy as hell. Yeah. Exactly. It's all, it's all relative. Uh, but I just remember always every Christmas break would roll around and be like, wow, this I is, needed that. This is the life. <laughs> yeah. I needed yeah. that. Yeah. That's great. Gary, how, how about you? I'm going to go with that. But in the present day, I just, yeah. Any, oh. <laughs> any weekends that roll like around. You both went with high school no, Christmas no, 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 break? No, 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 no. Okay. Any, <laughs> Any like off time I get, it's just like very, it's just, it's just very rewarding, very relaxing. Much needed. Much needed always. Yeah. Now, yeah, that, those are great answers. Now I, I remember one incident. I'm going to go back to high school as well. It has to do with Caleb. Um, I, I think we've probably told it on the pod before, but I remember we had a project due and in high school, I, I love, there's nothing that a young David liked more than coasting. And so I thought, you know what, this is a project that can, that can wait. And so I'd put it off, put it off, put it off. All of a sudden it was due in about 12 hours and it was on, um, I think it was, you can remind me, Carson, it was uh, on an, an album, right? Uh, that we had to, a famous album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, so that the whole week leading up, I said, you know what? I need a pause from this project. I got to put it off. And all of a sudden it's due 12 hours later. And so I decided that I would just try to make it, um, in my mind, charmingly funny enough to skate by, uh, which is a very um, conceited way to go in and go into it. And so basically, I just threw together whatever fake facts I could. And ultimately, the, the, the conflict comes in that I lied and said, well, I lied throughout the entire thing. And I said that my album was, what was it, Coop? what uh like 15 you, you said that you said that it was a certain yeah a certain rank on the rolling stones like all-time list of albums and then it was, it was quite funny because someone else in that exact class presented their real album and it happened to actually be that ranked number of <laughs> albums that david just made up <laughs> we should say that that exact person happened to be our, our one of my best friends in the world Caleb Beer. And, <laughs> and it was not like that sounds like something i would have like figured out from someone and then done on purpose yeah. was not on purpose crazy coincidence. coincidence and i actually because it was done in such a rush or maybe i did it purposefully i don't remember but i i said it was the top 1000 albums of all time or 500 was, yeah and the, the list was 100 and yeah. so I, <laughs> I, said, I said that i had the updated list and that gills <laughs> was out of date that was when they were just doing the 100 so uh but that, i think it was i think it was worth it i needed just a, a little a little bit of peace, a little break, and I think it was worth the result, which was probably um, a lackluster grade. Now, guys, we've talked about my pick woes a little bit. Let, okay, let's just be real. I try to, I try to think that I know basketball. I, 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 I still, I, I'm losing a grip on it. I'm losing my claim that I know anything at all. But I'd like to think I maybe do. Let's go through the records, Caleb. Okay, at a very respectable. Wait, oh, what are you three in? Oh, do I do I have the updated ones or are they only? Yes, respectable two and three. Now, 
Carson, you're at a five and oh, oh no, I'm not one. I'm not oh and five. I'm I'm one and four. There we go. No, we're on fire. We're crushing it. There we go. One and four. <laughs> who got it? I I don't remember who it was last week. Someone saved me. Oh and five. I think we have to end it there. At any point, if any of us goes 0-5. But let's jump into the games this week. We got on Thursday, the Lakers at the Bucks. That's going to be an awesome game. Friday, Bulls at Hornets. That one is going to be a less awesome game, but that's the only motivation I have to watch uh, the Hornets. Now, Saturday, we have Rockets at Mavericks. Who are you going with? Let's start Let's start with beer. I'll let you go just right down through the games. I have Bucks, Hornets, and Mavs. Bucks, Hornets, Mavs. Okay. Yep. Coop. I'm going to go Lakers, Bulls, and Mavs. This is t- I want to swerve so bad, but but you guys are splitting them down the middle there. I think I'm going to go Lakers, Bulls, and then I'm going to I'm going to go Rockets. I got to make some headway. I got to swerve off at some point and 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 try and just try, try to make some ground up at this point. All right. Fair. Guys, thank you guys so much for uh, you know, indulging a criminal court case. We'll see uh we'll see if if that leads to any serious repercussions. Kelb's crossing his fingers over there. We we good, Kelb? Are we friends? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think you doubled down on the original issue from last week today, but that's oh, it's <laughs> hey, all was good. What's the original issue? Lying and slander? Correct. Yes. Oh, I agree to disagree, but fair, fair enough. Astute point. Uh, Carson, on the same page as always. Now, guys, thank you so much. I will say to all the new listeners, to all the people who who haven't had the chance to hop over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review, maybe a nice comment. Maybe let us know who you think is is the most right on an NBA tape. Whatever you want to write, just give us those five stars if you think we're worth it. It means it means the world. And thank you guys so much for listening. Producer Gary, send us off. A wet bird never flies at night. Thank you. And peace.